The Holy God, thank you as the, the music wakes us up, it stirs our souls, it invigorates our spirits, Lord, that we are more in tune to you, to that gift which you bring us this day and this Christmas season, to your voice, to your spirit. Lord, stir us, help us, uh, reveal to us, inspire us, Lord, give us the joy. In your son's precious name we pray. Amen. Today's a big day in our house. It's our son Davis's 17th birthday. Davis was born at 4.59 on a Sunday morning. And we didn't know whether we were having a boy or girl, so upon the news of his arrival, we were overwhelmed with joy and an abundance of tears. I was in Dyersburg at the time, associate pastor at the Methodist Church there, and since it was Sunday morning when he was born, no one had heard the news. So that morning at the first service, the senior minister got up and in announcement time said, for unto us a child is born, a son is given, and his name is Davis Alexander Cox. <laughs> and the congregation erupted in applause. The birth of my two children and the marriage to my wife are the most joyous moments that I continue to enjoy today. I thought of that as I was baptizing my nephew last Sunday. The privilege to stand up there with my brother, my 53-year-old brother, and my it's recorded, too. I forgot about that. <laughs> Sorry. To stand up there with my 53-year-old brother, <laughs> and my son's recording this, too, <laughs> so. and his wife, to hold my nephew and to be a witness at such a holy moment for him filled me with unconditional joy, not just for me, but for my brother. For I really thought that my brother probably would never get married. And to have children? No way. Now he has two. And I got to baptize both of them. What is it that has recently filled you with joy? What is it about this Advent season that gives you joy. But it's not always that way, is it? Take the themes that we've talked about every Sunday and the candles that are lit and brought in. Jane's already given us a hint, but the first Sunday's theme was what? Hope. The second Sunday? Peace. And today? Joy. Good, you got it. What if, though, what if we light the candle of hope, but we still feel hopeless? What if we bring in the candle of peace, but our hearts are still restless? What if we proclaim this theme of joy, but what's really inside is angst? And worry. Are these holy words 
full of empty promises? Or do they point to something greater than ourselves? I guess the question really comes for us, how do we tap into this ever-present joy that God gives us? It's when we realize that joy points to something greater than us, greater than our individual lives and circumstances. Today's scripture, we discover some exciting news about Elizabeth and the child that she is bearing and about Mary and the child that she is expecting. But it's Mary's song of praise. It's, it's this offering of an insight into her life that becomes maybe even a path for us to courageous joy, or what we call today joyous joy. How similar? How similar might Elizabeth and Mary's path be to ours? How might we access that same joy, deep joy, that Mary has? What really is joyous joy? I invite you to listen carefully as we share today's scripture. Taken from the first chapter of Luke, verses 39 through 56. And as we discover this joy, I hope you'll read or follow along in your scriptures. The Bibles before you are those that you have brought with you. Luke chapter 1, verse 39. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And then Mary shares this song of praise. Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant." Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered, scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. This is the word of God for us, the children of God. Thanks be to God. Sometimes we think we know the stories of Christmas. 
Did you hear about the game show contestant? He was playing the game of this reality game on TV, and it came to the final answer. Final question. If he got this question right, he'd win the game. Here was the question. Can you name two of Santa's reindeer? Could you do it? So he smiled. This 30-year-old man was excited to get such a question, and he said, Rudolph and Olive. (laughs) Rudolph and Olive. The, The crowd mumbled when he said that. And the host? The host was a little flabbergasted and said, We can accept Rudolph, but you're going to have to explain Olive to me. And he said, you know how the song goes. Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows. Olive, the other reindeer? (laughs) Where's Jane? That was my joke this morning. (laughs) Thank you, Kim. We'll do that. That would ruin it, though, if if she had that one. Not only are the people confused about the names of Santa's reindeer, but how often do people become confused about the gifts that Jesus brings at Christmas? We usually wait till Christmas to really start contemplating hope, peace, and joy. But the world is now too dangerous of a place to wait. Look around. Look at the news. We see the stories and the lives of so many people that are struggling for joy. Even their own joy. But we forget. We forget that the gift of joy or the lack of it is not tied to our struggle. Joy does not have to wait for our struggle to be over in order for it to be received. Let me repeat that. Joy does not have to wait for our struggle to be over in order for joy to be received. Mary gets this. We hear it in her words after her encounter with Elizabeth. For us to better understand what leads Mary to to this point of praise, let us look at the two storylines in today's scripture that merge in an exciting and revealing way. It's the story of Elizabeth and Zechariah and their son who becomes, who is it? John the Baptist and of Mary and God's son, Jesus. Open your Bibles back up, chapter 1, verse 39, if you still have them with you. Verses 39 and 40, where's Mary in a hurry to? She's going to see Elizabeth. She's headed to her cousin's house. She's just received, if you read the first part of Luke 1, the good news that an angel, from an angel that she is bearing God's son. She's not hurrying in fear, but one of joy and wonder. For the angel told her that Elizabeth was expecting to, and she couldn't wait to be together with her cousin to share this momentous occasion with her. 
In verse 41, we see what happens when Mary greets Elizabeth. The child in her womb leaps. Elizabeth is the wife of Zechariah. Zechariah and Elizabeth are getting older in their age and desiring to have a child and be praying to the Lord that that might happen. Zechariah is a priest and he goes into the inner sanctuary as he's been chosen by Lot and is revealed that he will have a child and he questions the angel and he's made mute until that is revealed to them. Also in verse 41, we see that Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit, which is significant because as you begin to look back in the first chapter of Luke, and I really want to read all of Luke 1, but it's a pretty long book, so I hope that you'll read it. But as you look back at verse 15 of chapter 1, we see that even before his birth, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit as the angel has predicted. Verse 42, we see that Elizabeth, through the Holy Spirit, recognizes that Mary is blessed. And 43, that Elizabeth identifies Mary as the mother of my Lord. But look at verse 44. What action of the child is different in 44 than in 41? What is it that, in her own words of Elizabeth, she declares that the narrator really didn't declare just a few verses earlier? What does the child do? He leaps. For joy. He leaps for joy. Again, we go back to Luke 1, verse 14, that the angel told Zechariah that he and Elizabeth would have joy and gladness from their news. Do you see what's going on? Do you see what's building here? Do you, do you see not just the anticipation and excitement that is taking place, but the joy that is increasing from within? In verse 45, Elizabeth confirms Mary's belief in what will happen to Mary and the one who has been conceived inside of her. It seems at first that this joy that's being experienced is one of expecting news. Of course it's joyous. But I believe it goes much deeper than that for Elizabeth and Mary. And we hear that in Mary's song of praise. Let us first consider how Mary and Elizabeth's journey might be similar to our journey. In other words, true joy is often recognized only after we have been through the journey. Remember that Mary went to Elizabeth's house in haste. Be honest, don't raise your hand, but you feeling a little hasty right now, a little anxious right now, a little bit in a hurry, a little urgency for things to be done or put together or coordinated or bought or prepared or cleaned or we could go on and on. I know a week ago when I was going to Birmingham to baptize my nephew and our family was going to be together that I wouldn't see that we thought oh we need to get stuff together to take them so we don't have to send it to them and getting things ready for church council, knowing Davis's birthday, my dad's birthday, all of a sudden I was in a pretty much a tizzy and pretty fretful at that time. I wanted everything to be right and had to stop and take it one event at a time. Kids are in a hurry for Christmas morning. Adults can't wait for the kids to come home or grandkids to come over. Others can't wait to have a few days off and there's so much to do to get ready. But truthfully, listen, truthfully, can we not wait for Christmas or can we not wait for Christmas to be over? 
I think it depends. Where, in what, and in whom do we find joy? We'll be reminded in 10 days that what seems urgent now won't matter so much. We can't help but be moved by the season, stirred by the music and the lights. But is it really out of wonder and joy of the one to come? Are we distracted, consumed, maybe even confused by things less important? Mary and Elizabeth's journey is also similar to us in the signs, right? What are the signs of Christmas? The lights, the decorations, I've mentioned the music, the wreaths, the candy canes, the, the, de- the gifts. What is it about each of these things that draws us closer to the Christ child? Do you like looking at Christmas lights? We had the opportunity last night as a family to drive around and look at the Christmas lights. And it's a lot of fun to go through the neighborhoods and see some of the lights you're just amazed at. And they really draw us closer to Christmas. Others, I confess, draw us closer to the Griswolds. (laughs) It's in verse 42, though, that we learn that Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit. She's filled with the Holy Spirit. Here's something that I think will happen to all of us. We'll all be filled this holiday season with something. Ham, turkey, pie, candy. Sadly, some might be filled with hate, jealousy, anger, resentment. And others with hope, peace, joy, and love. I think what's so special about the Christmas Eve service for me, it's my favorite, I confess it, I share it, is that it's finally at that moment for me that all this hustle and bustle, all this hurrying and hasting around is done. We rest, too late to do anything else, take a deep breath, and begin to absorb and connect to that joy, at least for me, that is more precious than any other time of year. I often sit in silence after the service is over. Nobody's here. And just let it soak in. Each time, because it's a time of prayer for me, I say, you know what? I'm not going to wait till Christmas Eve to experience that joy. But here we are again. But you know what? It's not too late for me. And it's not too late for you. Mary believed that what was spoken to her would be fulfilled. 
despite what on the surface appears to be ungodly circumstances that very possibly could put Mary in a place of dishonor minimally among her family and people. Mary sings out powerfully because she knows deep within her heart that this encounter of joy with Elizabeth and the resulting turn of events will usher in not only a child, but a promise. A promise in the presence of justice for the oppressed, freedom for the captive, mercy for those who fear him, and fill for those who are hungry. Mary believed that what was spoken to her would be fulfilled. Do you? Do you? This week was a tough reminder that we never know how long we have. The significance of Christmas is not that it's just a historical event, but it happens in us at Christmas. We can have the same experience that Mary and Elizabeth had, except the baby in the womb, I guess, for that. So I hope you'll take time to contemplate it. Be open to the Holy Spirit and what the Spirit is trying to reveal to us this season. And may you recognize, may each one of us recognize that God has chosen us, that the angel has spoken to us, just like Mary, to carry God's Son, not in birth, but in His message. This is not a gift that reindeer, whatever their names are, will ever bring us. But God has, through Jesus. At Christmas, no matter our circumstances, we can have abiding joy, not just now, but each day throughout the year. It's a joy that nobody can give us and nobody can take away. That is joyous joy. The name of God the Father. God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen.